Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the VIP Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to Nicole Julian. She is pretty young, but she has so much experience that I cannot wait for her to share her story with you. It's, it's going to be a great call today when she gets on the phone. She's having a little technical. Oh, there she is. Hold on just one second. Sorry. It's one of those days. Hi, Nicole. How are you today? Hi, Deneen. I'm good. And yourself? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I've been so excited to have you on the show since I talked to you last week. I know. I've been super excited about it all week. It's just, I've, it's been a really busy week of being on set and stuff. So this is like a nice breath of fresh air conversation we were going to get to have today. Well, I'm so excited to be a breath of fresh air to somebody. <laughs> so um, before we get into the podcast, can you um, tell my audience a little bit about yourself and your, your background? Okay, I most definitely can tell them a little bit. Um, so, hi, guys. Uh, my name is Nicole Rose Julian. Uh, uh, I've been acting uh, since I was about 12. Uh, I'm born and raised Cali girl. Uh, I've been – I had a wonderful opportunity of getting some early screen – acting training at from a very young age so I started writing around that time not in format really badly but it progressively got better and uh, now yeah. I currently am a freelance writer photographer and uh, actor wow that's a lot um that's that's a lot that you do there Nicole <laughs> awesome well I mean so. everybody has to do a lot of everything over here so yeah that's that's so true so when did you discover that this is what you wanted to do? I know you said you started acting at, like, at age 12. So, like, what was it about acting that you were like, this is something I have to pursue as a career? The, I, it always, everybody starts off differently. Because when I was little, um, my dad was actually a singer um, in a, like, an, in a, uh, in a doo-wop band. And I was just gonna—I was determined to be just like my dad. So performing was always in my heart, and singing was always my thing. Um, but then I found out that I wanted to be a lot of other things too. Like astronaut was on the list, cowgirl, um, lion tamer—if not the lion itself—and among other things. And I realized, oh, if I'm an actor, I can be all of those things, and it doesn't require half as much as the schooling. Um, and nice. I decided that that was something that I could pursue. I love that perspective. Um, Maybe I should go into acting because I wanted to do a lot of different things too. And I wanted I wanted to be able to explore, explore, just explore everything. And I always wanted to be a superhero really badly or, like, learn how to do stuff. Like, one of the big things on my list was to learn how to wield a sword. So I found a school that would teach me how to do it. And I went there. I went to um, the American School and Dramatic Academy, and that was pretty much the selling point for me. Oh, we'll teach you how to use a sword. And I was just like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> You're like, here's my credit card. Thank you very much. Yes, I'll take my money. I will, uh, I'll show up every day. And um, you're, That's awesome. 
it's just really funny because I I ended up not staying there because my I ended up following a different path. But then I got well acquainted with some friends at uh, this place called Swordplay in Burbank, and then I befriended all of them, and they knew how to do sword stuff. So that was really great, and I had really wonderful teachers there, and great like gained a whole new idea just by wanting to learn a new skill. That's awesome. Yeah, we tell. Um, I work with a lot of new talent, and one of the things that we tell all of them is that you have to have, like, a superpower. You have to have a special skill. And I think it's, like, Ooh. can you imagine how many doors will open because you have that on your resume? Yeah, I know how to wield a sword. Like, how many group women your age know how to wield a sword? Not many. And right? And we're, like, confident enough to be, like, I know the footwork and I know how to protect myself. Okay. Because literally the difference between stage combat and actual combat, I like to say, is two inches. Okay. Yeah, right? That's awesome. Like, literally, it's, so... it's a matter of two to three inches between you and your person. That's that's awesome. I mean, I love that. What other kind of special skills have you acquired? So, so just because it's something you wanted to do, but then that'll help differentiate you from your competition, if you will. Um, have you amassed well, other skills like that? Uh, aside from stage combat, I I also took it upon myself to earn to learn an Irish accent, uh, and also perfect my British one when I traveled abroad and like listened to people. So I can okay. I can go into British relatively easily, and it's one of my favorite things to do. Um, I <laughs> I enjoy like freaking people out and then it just kind of rolls into Irish very easily for me because it's it's very fun language things, and I like to take on languages, and it's a fun, like, a little fun thing, if that's, like, something I can teach you with. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I love that. No, I think that's so cool, and then you could even, like, take that into voice acting or something like that. Is that something that you've done? Um, I I've only played around with it, but it is something I'm considering to pursue. More so, I'm actually looking on uh, taking care of my singing chops right now, and starting to perform covers at places because I really want to get into performing um, performing songs again because I haven't done that in a long time. Okay. So I have to ask you this question, Nicole. You, like, you have skills in screenwriting, production design, production assistance. Um, you, have, you can do voiceover. You can sing. I mean, you can act. You can do all of these different things, right? So how do you prioritize, like, what you want to do or, or is there an opportunity, like, how do you work all of that out? Like, how, and especially living in LA, like, how, like, explain this to me. Um, I found somebody really cool once told me, follow the joy. If you don't like okay. it, don't do it. If you do it too much, mm-hmm. you'll burn out. So give yourself breaks. So I did, I spent a good amount of June, like, working really, really hard on trying to submit a, a writing piece. I did some writing. And then I did some poetry. Okay, I've been doing writing a lot. Let's get into the more physical stuff. I've been focusing on my body and wellness. So then I'm just like, okay, I haven't been singing as much. Let's start singing again. And then once we get into that part, I'm just like, maybe I should, like, consider running or listening to newer music. And then I just start thinking about all the physical parts. And then when the urge hits me, I write more. And it it just kind of becomes an ever-flowing process because, People okay. really forget that you're a human being and that you can't do mm-hmm. everything all at once. So you kind of just have yeah. to give yourself rest so you don't 
burnout on any one thing. Yeah, yeah that's that's awesome. I love who I, I love the wise person that told you to follow where the joy is. I know I like paraphrase because that's something that we talk about all the time with our new talent. Also, it's like you have to love what you're doing and you have to love it so much that you can't live without it. But I love again that you have so many talents that like when you, you you'll still find joy, but sometimes you're like, okay, you know what? I need, I just need to take a break. So there's another place that you can go. There's another yeah. creative Avenue rather that you can walk down. Exactly. You have awesome. to, but you also have to be willing to give yourself that option because unfortunately mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what type of art you do. We are all our own worst critics. So if you mm-hmm. like beat yourself up over not doing something, then you're defeating the purpose. Like you, you're getting mad at yourself for the things that you have yet to accomplish. And that's a self, like you're already losing before you've even won in that. Yeah, that self-sabotage is what that is. When you're like when you're hypercritical of yourself like that, especially in the arts, like there's there's yeah. being self-aware and then there's being hypercritical, and like that that balance is like there's it's a very fine line. Yeah, and it's and it's really really hard. I'm I'm gonna tell you I've I have had plenty of nights where I thought I really am not sure about this. Maybe I should just get into something that is easy or like that everybody else does. But then you have to understand, you you look back and you're like, I'm not where I was like several years ago. And I am mm-hmm. already pursuing something that not everybody else pursues. And that puts you ahead of the curve yeah. like by tenfold. You care. Mm-hmm. You actually care. That's way yeah. more than what other people are. And if you care about it, that's like you've already won. Like you have something that you genuinely yeah. want to do. So yeah, it's important. Yeah, and Yeah, let's talk about the support system because that's been a theme in my day. Like, how do you find that support system, and like, how do you cultivate it while you're pursuing so many different avenues? It's it's kind of hard because there's a lot of people that want to be around you because they feel like they might get ahead, or there's those people that don't really know what they want and kind of don't to help you and I've mm-hmm. found that over time it's really about people that value like value your time so you want to value theirs and also okay. just good company like if you can just sit down with a person and laugh about nothing then you're in a good spot and yeah like it's I got really lucky because I started off with a good support system with my mom and I kind of had a good idea of what a genuine human like back and forth was like. And once I got like older, when I turned 18, I realized my mom was actually a really cool human being and not just my mom. (laughs) And I found other people that were like, (laughs) I know people, it's like our parents are like this enigma of, yeah, she's my mom. I have to love her. But sometimes it's not always like that. And I'm very, very yeah. lucky that I have that. And then it kind of opened the door of who I would let treat me a certain way and how I would enjoy these people in my space. And then it's just really fun when you're a nerd and you can, like, geek out with other people about the same stuff. Because, trust me, yeah. this was a conversation about films and or Buffy the Vampire Slayer or, um, like, <laughs> how this channel television shows have changed significantly with their humor over the past 10 years I would we would be talking for hours 
But to me, it's finding those people, like finding your tribe. And that's, that's yeah. how you do it. And then when it feels like it's not working out anymore, get rid of it because it's going to only drag you down. Yeah. No, everything you're saying is right. And it's so funny because that's a conversation that we have all the time. It's like, yeah, you know, have you noticed how the humor has gotten so much darker and blah, blah. And I'm like, I can't have this conversation with just anyone because people are, people look at you like, what? Like, what are you talking about? It's just Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, no, it's not just Grey's Anatomy. Like, look at the, look at, look at the, look at the differences. And they're like, okay. So the conversation ended. Let's move on. Yeah. They're like, no. I'm, uh, I'm, it's also run of the mill thing. I'm a diehard Marvel fan. So uh, I talked to someone on set recently. It was a background actor, and we were in between takes on something. And he saw my backpack, and he like flat out said, "I thought Endgame was like a waste of my time. It was like everything I've ever seen." And my heart just went, "What? Like, <laughs> what? what? Did you have a throwdown on set about Marvel, Nicole?" I, I like, I it, like. There was a part of me that like inside. I was just like, why are you even standing next to me? Like, did you not see my backpack? Stop breathing your oxygen. Like, my, I have a Marvel backpack that's in front of me on my desk right now, and it literally has Spider-Man, Thor, the Hulk, and everything on it. Like, a cool comic book stand. And I'm just like, okay, you would, there's only so much respect that you can have for a conversation like, I, I read somewhere recently uh, where the captain from Doctor Who, um, he, he said a quote. He said, never apologizing, never apologize for being nerdy because assholes never apologize for being assholes. <laughs> I love that quote. So I'm writing that down right now. That's the best quote I've heard in, like, forever. <laughs> I, that's I all, that's so that true. It makes so much sense. And it, but it's like that for when you're an artist, too. Be unapologetically and ruthlessly yourself because there are some people that don't know how to do that yet. That's me. Um, it's just it's a part of the process of growing up. Like, you become in your own space, and you become your own person and artist. Um, and I feel like once you find people that you don't have to change yourself for, you're, you're already getting into it because these people already accept you. You don't have to fight yeah. to have people accept And I've, I recently learned to understand that as my circle has kind of grown slightly, I've just mm-hmm. started to surround myself with, like, really cool people. And then you realize those few that are, like, still there. And you're like, I love you. I'm so happy you're still here. And you realize why, yeah. they, why they're there. And it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's really important. Because um, I actually did something kind of emotional with my support system recently. The, sh- the movie Rocket Man came out a few weeks ago. And, yeah. Uh, I, like, felt really for it. Because, one, I love Taron Edgerton. He's wonderful. And he's a gorgeous human yeah. being. And the fact that he was playing Elton John, like, made my heart, like, explode. Uh, but that movie <laughs> was very much about, like, how... It, it, it took a darker turn than I expected it to about how he was into drugs and, like, very much how he put on a brave face for performing and what was going on behind closed doors. And it, I literally, after mm-hmm. I saw that movie, borderline drunk called everyone. I was completely sober and was just like, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for being there for me. Because 
that character, that person in particular, they made it very clear that he just did not have a support system. And I was just like, I may not be uber famous, but I incredibly appreciate your existence in my life. And I sent that to multiple friends, and they were just like, I really needed that today. And I'm like, thank you, because I needed you, and you've been there for me multiple times. I'm happy I could oblige. You just got to do that sometimes. Oh, my God. You got to do that. And I love that a movie moved you to that point. Like that's, that's the power of art and that's like the power of music. Like, and I think that's why it's so fantastic to talk to someone like you who's so passionate about it because that's the impact that you're going to have in someone's life one day. One day someone is going to watch something that you're in and they're going to call their friends and say, I just want you to know I love you. And they're going to be like, Oh, I love you too. But it's like, like that's the power of the art. That's, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. And now I want to see that movie. So you're making my you're you're making my list very long, Nicole. You're giving me homework and you don't even realize it. It's awesome. I'm sorry, but I'm happy for you. No, don't be sorry at all. No, it's fantastic. So I have a question for you. Like I talked to a lot of of guys that are into to the Marvel and the superheroes. Can you explain how you became such a super fan of like Marvel and the superheroes? Um, I blame Spider-Man um, and his animated series in the late 90s, early 2000s on Fox Kids. Um, I watched it okay. every day. And it, for okay. some reason, it just struck me very intently about a superhero that had a normal life or the best one that he okay. could have. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he was the one that was constantly trying to make sure that his Aunt May had everything she needed in her, in her refrigerator. He was the, he was the superhero that had to go get milk at the end of his route. Like I really kind of fell in love with that, and in in turn I started to understand that all of these superheroes, especially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the animated series as well, have very human qualities because they struggle with things like everybody else. Yeah. And that kind of made me feel like, oh, I could be one too. Awesome. All right. Um. My super, my superpowers aren't funny webs, even though if you caught me on a day where I was particularly sleepy and feeling goofy, I could convince a small child that it was something I could do. Um, <laughs> I would be down <laughs> and do something like that. Um, but it, I don't know, there was, there was always hope. That was the thing that I, like, okay. fell in love with about them. They're brighter. They're, they fill you with hope and make you want to do something afterwards, like, and I felt that after reading a few of the Spider-Man comics when I was in middle school and high school, and also just, like, just seeing the, the cinematic universe, un, like, unfold as we went along. And I just, I fell in love with them to die for. And I've just been repping, like, super hard the past two years. Hey, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of great movies have come out. A lot of great superhero movies have come out in the last two years, so it's awesome. I love that you, um that you say how that you mentioned how human the characters are. And I'm really, really, really happy that I didn't lead by asking you if you would hate me if I thought super Spider-Man in particular was really annoying. Oh no. To be honest, like I understand that sentiment, but I, I've seen where the character has been. I like where the character is going. And I personally can stand behind my Spider-Man. So it's good. It's fine. Okay. I understand. Everybody got this. I absolutely deplore Superman. I cannot stand him. Um, that's what do you, my, okay, that's what do you hate about Superman? 
Um, you, you wrote a character that's practically invincible. Why is why the hell is Kryptonite so easy to get? And um, if he's invincible, then how do we still have problems in this universe? Huh? Why? Huh? Yeah. You wrote a character that has nothing. Like it, it just makes me so upset. Any time I I couldn't stand watching the superhero films, and I'm it just infuriates me. I'm sorry. I'm passionate about it. No, I think I think it's awesome. <laughs> okay, so did you ever see the movie Stand By Me? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, uh, I feel like right now we're having the conversation when they're walking down the railroad tracks and they're like, "Do you think Mighty <laughs> Mouse can beat up Superman?" <laughs> Only a few women having that conversation. This is like the best moment of my podcasting life right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy. I'm, I'm making memories, Janine. I'm happy. I'm making memories. Um, yeah, but I, mean, I will just imagine them. how our coffee conversation's going to go. Oh God. Um, <laughs> I will say, awesome. if I can, I can slightly diverge from conversation that I'm really proud of DC right now for coming out with Shazam because. Besides the fact that I'm a Marvel junkie, I really, really enjoyed Shazam earlier this year. Okay. And I can't can't wait to see the progression of that story because um, Zachary Levi did a fantastic job doing that character. And I couldn't picture anyone else doing it. And I'm really proud of him yeah. for it. So if, if this ever reaches his ears, I'm just like, dude, got a fan. Already like you from Chuck, okay. but super love him for, like, that film, because it, like, I legitimately walked out of that movie like, that was nice. Go DC. Go DC for that one. That's awesome. I may just be able to get this um, podcast to his ears, so I'm going to have to work my magic and see if I can't get that, make that happen for you. I will totally be How like, about that? dude! <laughs> That's I appreciate awesome. all of your that's, effort. I said you tried. It was great. You were successful. That's that's fantastic. That's awesome. <laughs> so um, let's let's go, let's get back on talking about you. I mean, I, I we've we've done a really fantastic job about talking about superheroes. But um, you just <laughs> said you were on set. Can you tell us a little bit about set life? I want to say it's a mixture of the office and your best school project that runs as smoothly or as hectic as you ever have. Because being on set is one is one of my favorite things. I don't really, I'm, I kind of like pro, like post-production is okay, and then pre-production is kind of boring. Actual production is like my bread and butter. I absolutely love it because you can make really wonderful moments happen. And it's very easy to make a few people's day that way. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have a really good crew, it runs really, really smoothly. It's, um, there's lots of jargon being tossed around. There's a lot of moving bodies. And then you kind of get this magical moment after people say action of the entire room changing. And you're instantly in this place that didn't really exist when you walked through the door. And if you're lucky, you're on like a sound stage or something where the complete era of the of the room is completely different from what you were outside. Um, and it, it just kind of takes you somewhere. But it also happens over and over and over again. So there's a lot of hurry up and wait. 
but if you, like, have the patience for it, you get to see a lot of really beautiful things happen in that space. And whether you're the actor, a background person, or you're working, you're working in it. It's, for me, it is, um, it's almost like going to church. So it's just really, it's just a really lovely experience. That's awesome. So um, I should, I, for my audience, what level are you at? Are you are you doing speaking roles now, or like what what type of roles are you taking on these days? Well, I've actually been taking a backseat to acting a little bit for the uh, past few months. I've been focusing more on writing, but as far as mm-hmm. acting goes, I've been leaning more towards comedy. Um, it's okay. it's like one of my go tos. I'm naturally funny. I can't try to be funny, but it just kind of happens. <laughs> okay. Uh, and as far as roles go that I'm going after, I'm trying to find a way to make a couple of shorts really soon where I'm starring, like doing some lead work that leads with all of my wonderful activities. Um, but okay. yeah, it's just kind of catering to like my skills. Okay, that's awesome. So, are you are you have you have you written the shorts? You said you've been in a writing phase. Is that what you've been writing? Uh, I'm actually in the process of writing something like right now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Very cool. Can you um, um, walk me a little bit through that process? Like, I'm just like, how do you get an idea? Like, how do you get an idea, and how do you start putting it down on paper? Absolutely, it literally starts with an idea. Like, I one time had three ideas in one day after seeing, um, I think, the movie Coco. I was just in the movie theater, like. That's a good idea. Oh, wow, that's another good idea. So it starts with an idea. And then you get the idea and you write it down on paper and then you realize, dang it, this is maybe not a good idea. Okay. And then you go back Mm -hmm. to the drawing board and figure out how you can put actual people with humans and emotions in these things. Then you break it down into its wonderful clockwork of human emotion. Um, this person has a name, you give them names, and then you, if you feel strongly enough about it, you move forward. Um, you break okay. down, you got to know, you got to know your ending, you got to know your beginning, your middle, and your end. And it's, okay. then once you go there, you fill, you, you lay out the skeleton, you lay out the skeleton, and then you fill in the guts and the, and the muscle and all of the membrane to make it into this wonderful living thing. And if you're lucky, by the end of it, you'll like it. <laughs> nice. So awesome. I will say that there is the unfortunate time where you may not like it at the end, because if you care about your characters and you put them through hell, it kind of makes things more complicated. I'm one of those people that genuinely cares about my characters like they're people, so it kind of hurts mm-hmm. me a little bit to put them through things. But then I'm like, ooh, drama. Like yeah. literally, it's like watching yeah. twirling my imaginary mustache, but it when you give people realistic feelings and emotions about things and you think about all the moving cogs, then creating situations is easy. It's how they react mm-hmm. to them that makes them, that makes the situations more interesting. I highly recommend if yeah. anybody listening is an inspiring writer uh, or storyteller in any way, that studying psychology and sociology and behavioral movements is a big one. It is so helpful. I like I had a couple of writers tell me that at a very young age, and it has helped me tremendously. I was just really lucky because I had the course in high school. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, studying psychology, no matter what you do in the world, is so helpful because it helps you to to understand people in general. But I can only imagine how much it's helpful, how helpful it is when you're doing character development because that makes your characters that much more robust than um, yeah. some of the flat characters that you see here and there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's, awesome. It's a very distinct difference of when you're sitting at a table with a blank page to understand who your main character is and who your bad guy is. Because if your bad guy mm-hmm. is the one that is incredibly charming and looks like he could kill, um, you need to be able to explain that through action and not just through words. Yeah. So if there's awesome. there's most definitely you need to people watch. You need to understand how people work a little bit better, and that is when good writing is this, is the difference between good writing and excellent writing. Yeah, that's so true. I love people watching. I love observing observing people and making up stories about people, not in a malicious way. But like whenever I see someone, I like kind of like develop their character. Like some some poor old lady like was like a mass killer today when I was out at the um, farmer's market. So I'm sorry, ladies, but, um, but it's amazing. Like, again, studying psychology, but then just like making up how, like, like everything you're saying, like the character development and having a background in psychology and sociology is so good because it could help you again, paint a, paint a much more robust character with better character development. That's understandable. So that's, that's, Absolutely. I love that piece of advice. So anyone listening, make sure you take your psychology and your sociology class so you can be better at what you do. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it's helpful in everything. And it also helps you better understand how you feel about things. Because if you understand yeah. why you feel a certain something, you you not only get to – you don't push it down or, like, like try and get rid of it. You just understand how to dispel it, release it, and understand how to get through it. Because we may not be able to control yeah. how things happen to us, but we can control, control how we react to them. And that's all it is. Yeah. That's all acting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reacting to giving real reaction to fictitious circumstances. That's, that's the best encapsulation of acting that I've heard in a very long time. That's, that's yeah, that, I mean, that's something I hope if you're listening that you, you you need to go back and you need to write that down. It's so true. It's, that, it's that's so cool. a fantastic description. Well, Nicole, I can I know you're probably going to be shocked by this, but our 30 minutes is already up. Can you believe that? Wow, yeah. It's been a great episode that we've had. <laughs> it has. It has been a great conversation. So I just want to thank you so much for, first of all, taking the time to get on the podcast with me. But even more than that, I want to thank you just for your energy and your passion and the way that you just, the way your descriptions are so vivid that like I I could close my eyes and see what you were saying. So I just want to thank you for that passion and thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I hope we can do this again sometime soon. I would love to. And I, and it was a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy that we could chat and I really hope that the people listening were able to get something good out of everything I said, aside from a possible Marvel addiction. No, I mean, hey, you you changed you changed Spider Man for me, and now I think he's a little less annoying. So, so you actually Yay! helped the Marvel universe today. 
Yes. Awesome. Thank you, no, but, yeah. <laughs> yes, you won. You won. So, yeah, so I just want to, again, I want to thank you so much for your conversation. I want to thank you, again, your passion is contagious. Like, I literally want to, like, take up sword fighting so I can be an actor or something. So, you're, you're, it was just, it was, it was amazing to have someone on with such bright energy. So, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on with me. And I'm very happy that I could. And you rock. So, it was easy. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, have a fantastic weekend, and I'll be talking to you soon. Okay, looking forward to it. Have a good weekend, everyone else. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. I just want to thank everyone so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the VIP Ignite podcast. I hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Nicole and that you got some pointers out of our conversation. If you are interested in learning how to become an actor, a model, or a musician, please make sure that you go visit our website, which is 30xchallenge.com backslash discovered, so that you can learn more, to, more about what VIP Ignite offers and possibly get qualified to go to our next live networking event. Thank you so much, and have a great day.